I'm Eric Dye. I'm Jeremy Smith. And I'm Phil Schneider. And you're listening to Church Mag Podcast number 81. You were the one that inspired me to first blog, period. I thought, I've gotten in. Don't let this go. The 15,000th Church Mag blog post was published. I remember sending you an email, Eric, and being like, hey, let me play. This week's podcast is brought to you by MoGive. MoGive makes it easier than ever to integrate mobile and online giving for your church, ministry, or nonprofit organization. And for the next few days, if you sign up for MoGive, enter ChurchMag15000, all one word, no commas, ChurchMag15000. That's what you need to put down when you're asked how you heard about MoGive on your sign-up application, and MoGive will give your church $100. Sign up at MoGive, M-O-G-I-V dot com, before this special offer ends. On this episode, we're going to be talking about Church Mag's 15,000th published blog post milestone. If you want to join the conversation or ask us a question, simply use the hashtag CMAGCast. Now, let the fun begin. Welcome to the Church Mag Podcast. And while this is the 81st Church Mag Podcast, we are going to be talking about, and we're amongst the celebration or wrapping up the celebration, I guess, uh, because it was earlier this week that it happened, the 15,000th Church Mag blog post was published. So we want to talk a little bit about that. But first, Christy Henry left us a review on iTunes. Thank you so much, Christy. Christy had this to say. She said, this podcast is on the top of my weekly must-listen list. The information on the podcast is relative to current media trends. They take secular trends and see how they can benefit the church in the best possible way. They are randomly funny and honestly connect with their listeners. Sorry, no slams on Phil today. It's just too early. And in Seattle, we just can't be sassy before a proper amount of coffee. Christy, thank you. <laughs> that was amazing. What's a proper amount of coffee in Seattle? I feel like it have to be measured in quarts. <laughs> <laughs> or IV, one of the two. Uh, that's awesome. Um, so, uh, 15,000th blog post, guys. It's a lot of blog posts. It is a lot of blog posts. That might almost require like an Evernote premium. Like, a many, but, like if you were storing those blog posts <laughs> locally, you would be storing a heavy load of data. I remember when we celebrated the 10,000th blog post. Uh, it was it just turned church mag. 8-bit uh, eight was still on it. And that seemed like such a huge milestone. And to think that we have done 50% of that again as we hit 15,000... Is is kind of hard to believe sometimes. So technically, I've been I started writing for Church Mag before it was Church Mag. So technically, I've been doing it longer. So b- because I don't want to go first and talk about it, let's start with the person that has is the newest to to this show, so to speak, and that would be Chris Wilson. Chris, do you remember when you first started writing for Church Mag? I do. I think it was. Uh, I can't give you the exact date. I know I was in Spain when i started so it must be at least two or three years ago and uh, you global trekker you uh yeah and i i remember sending you an email eric and being like hey let me play and you were like <laughs> okay sure um so yeah and uh i i remember seeing my first blog post go up and that was very cool and getting the first email saying hey here's some money and that was pretty cool as well for like i think it was the first time anyone had paid me for something i'd written so that was that was a really cool experience yeah that is a very kind of memorable thing i think everyone kind of has that feeling of wow i just got paid to write down words that is such a cool thing and and you know we like we do that at church mag for multiple reasons and i think the fundamental reason why uh is because we value people's time 
talent and energy and that's that's one way we do it so uh let's see who who's a little bit who's done it longer phil or jeremy i can never remember jeremy's done it longer so phil tell tell us do you remember your first time you wrote for church yeah i think it was i want to say november of 2011 so I'm coming up on my four year anniversary this month. Um, I was I, I um, was reading Church Mag and um, the the John Dyer um, from the Garden to the City blog tour was going on, and I had submitted to be part of that. I did not make the A team, made the B team, um, like the, the backup team. <laughs> which I which I don't know I don't know what to say about that because I'm the one that did the team, and all I basically did was. Um, pick people based on the order of their submissions, and so I just right. Yeah, I think I think I just I think I was kind of having a hauling a little bit, and I didn't turn my no for a little bit. If I didn't pick Phil, I would have said exactly the same thing. Accidentally, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't pick you. I'm sorry. No, I saw. Well, like he, I, I remember the names he picked, and they were people who had far more popular blogs than I did. Because I, would, I never saw myself as a blogger. I was just a writer, and I was just using blogging as a format to publish my work. So, um, but I remember, I remember uh, we were emailing. I think you had read one of my. I wrote a blog post about the book on my blog, and you had read it and emailed me to compliment me and I, I just I, I thought I've gotten in don't let this go <laughs> so I just kept email so I just kept email going back and forth until you said hey why don't you write a blog post about whatever you just said and I'm like I'm on it and uh, and the rest was history I, re- I remember you sending me my login to church mag and I went in and put the post in there and whatnot and and then I emailed you back and said, so I've got a login now. Should I just, can I just go ahead and write, write more posts? And you're like, yep, yeah, fire away. And it was, it was, at that moment I realized, holy crap, I'm on the inside. <laughs> that me. He accepts me. <laughs> well, and, and I, told that's my, th- I told my wife, honey, I, I've got internet friends now. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, that's sweet, sweet. Maybe someday you'll have real ones. <laughs> Maybe. Do you think at one time, Phil, that Eric would just be trolling you via podcast because of your nerdiness? <laughs> nope. Especially since he's um, full on on Minecraft, so I know that's kind of a that's kind of a that's kind of like friendly fire shot among the nerds. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed, <laughs> indeed, indeed. I I remember um, recruiting you, Phil, and you, you run into people every once in a while. You're like, wow, I just really want them to write, and um, you were one of those people. And, and I was just like, wow, how did how did this get? How did he not get you know into the Garden of the City thing? I remember I had sent everyone and invited everyone, and when someone else, when one of the people fell out, and I was able to email you, I was really grateful because I had a I had a sneaky suspicion. And then when you submitted the post and we talked and emailed back and forth, like you said, I just knew that this was a guy that could really throw down some words. And you've been throwing down words ever since. And you're on the podcast, and I cannot imagine Church Mag without you. Oh, that's so sweet. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's true. And and I remember when when Chris came on board, I'm like, okay, now we got a, a guy from the UK in Spain. I mean, how global are we? I mean, come on. Pretty global. We just oh. need we need someone in Asia though, really, or Australia to really get a global coverage going on. It's true. It's true. We do. We well, we kind of have we do have Australia covered a little bit. We have before with the guest post, but we really somebody in Asia would be um would be pretty awesome. 
So, Jeremy, yeah, your first time, man. You remember when you came on board with Church Mag? I think I actually came on the month before Phil did. Which now was that? Was it still the Eight Bit What Network then, or was it uh, Church Mag? No, it was Church Mag. It was I Church had Mag. just okay. changed over that that yeah. May, I think. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. And I think because of the changeover, I was like, well, maybe he's looking for new writers or something like that. Um, so that's whenever I decided to get the energy to jump on board as well. And at the time, you had your own blog, too. Yeah, so I had been writing for a while, doing youth ministry stuff, and I had just, probably within the last four months, five months, started to write about tech on my blog. And so I was getting into that already with my own content. And it was that kind of gap between writing about youth ministry before and then starting to write about technology. And so you could see the practical applications about everything I was doing. And and that's my first article, I think, was something like how to update your Facebook timeline or your cover photo or something like that. So it was already an, an application aspect of youth ministry. You got to get on this because this is a great way to promote your kids. So it was a fun process as I got into understanding how I could apply more tech stuff because I was fully in the gauge of how can this be great for youth ministry? Not I've been doing church technology for a really long time and how could that apply? Right. And then about uh, a year ago, you came all on board on Church Mag. True. You acquired me, as they say, in the tech business. Yes, as they say in the tech business, which which I just thought really was cool, because not only was I excited to have somebody like yourself, Jeremy, who's always, this guy comes up with ideas all the time. <laughs> but, annoying. but unlike okay. some people, no, it's it's, but it's not annoying, because the thing about some people that is they're idea people, yep. but then it just stops. Yep. Like, they come up with ideas, they come up with ideas, which is great, but... I like people who not only have the idea, but are willing to then move forward on it. And Jeremy's that person. Like, he just looks for the head nod, and then he goes for it. Full steam ahead. I like to think I learned a little bit from John Acuff in the sense that I let my motivation be my barrier. That I come up with ideas. Honestly, Eric, I come up with about 100 more ideas a day than I actually tell you about. And I've gotten my wife to be a bit of a barrier for that. So she's just like... Now, do you have the energy for that? Well, no. And then I say the idea and I get really excited about it for about 10 seconds. And then I let it be and let it be. And if I'm still excited about it, then I talk to my wife. And then I'm still excited. I talk to you, Eric. If I'm still excited, then I actually start to put energy forth towards it. It's really exhausting. It's very exhausting, but um, it has some great fruit. I mean, we have the Church Mag Minecraft server because of that. In fact, we have this podcast because of that, because uh Quite a uh, eighty-one episode, more than eighty-one episodes ago. I say more because before we actually started it and decided to do it, uh, you had approached me to it, and I was like, "No, we do not have the bandwidth for a podcast." <laughs> I told him no, and then and then I was talking to my wife. Our wives really play a lot. I mean, everyone hears us, but our wives—they're like pulling the strings sometimes. She, my wife was like, "Don't you think it's time for you to do a podcast?" I'm like, "Are you serious? You really think?" Yes, I think okay. So I came back to Jeremy. I said, "Okay, let's do a podcast." Yeah, and. I- I will say, I know this is about the blog articles for Church Mag, but can we just take a minute to realize that people binge watch or binge listen to this episode and people decide to take 81 episodes of at least 15 minutes of their lives to listen to us? And that's really, really weird. And how many people were we at at one point? Like almost, what was it, like 2,500 people or something like that that you had shared with us at one time? I can't, that that's i can't imagine that i get the people accidentally google us and 
come up on their websites and all that stuff. And, and we get this referral traffic and all that stuff. But the podcast, people are willing to take that long to hear my annoying voice talk is amazing. Yeah. Can we just pray for the binge, the binge listeners? Let's just take a minute. Let's, let's have a prayer for those folks because what's wrong with them? Well, Phil, you're the reason why people binge. They want to hear, they want to hear the next story. It's a good point. It's a good point. <laughs> they want the pushback too, though, don't they? That's that's it's a, it's the whole package that I think people binge for. Yeah, that's what it is. And then Eric's just like, "How do I corral these cats as they try to take over?" Yeah, how do I edit this so it makes sense? Uh, last week, <laughs> that's what happened to last week's episode. I was like, I thought we had like a real full podcast, and by the time I got done editing, I'm like, "Whoa, <laughs> this is I think our shortest podcast ever." <laughs> Have to cut out Phil swearing. Have to cut out Jeremy's inappropriate. It was it was critiquing Steve Jobs, so it was mostly Jeremy swearing that had to cut out. But that's a story for another podcast. Um, I remember when I first started writing. Uh, it was the Eight Bit Network, and that's the thing is while I call myself the proprietor, the uh, I am the owner, of whatever that means, of Church Mag. Um, Church Mag is is so much bigger than that. You can't really own Church Mag. I think Church Mag kind of owns you, uh, in a sense. That's the way it feels sometimes, because I I started just like everybody else. I remember writing my first blog post um, and getting that first payment. I got 13 bucks to write two or three blog posts, and it was just, it was just, like everyone says, it's amazing. You get paid for writing words, and and then I decided that the next month I would write a little more and a little more. And before it, I, I remember, if you remember when it was the Abin Network, they had multiple properties. So there was like Church Create, there was Church Crunch, there was Church Drop. They were like different. Diff, they were all like separate blogs networked together. And um, it became my personal goal to get logins for every one of them. And so uh, I remember then. That, <laughs> it's true. It's true. And I was so excited to to be able to write for all the different channels and then uh, I remember the first time that uh, I, I was published every day um, it was it was pretty pretty exciting because the whole family would uh, about the same time of day John would push out the new content and I would get the notification and my entire family my entire family would actually cheer we would cheer in our house we're like yeah I got published ah! you know it, it was a very exciting first few months and apparently I began to write enough that um, John found it would be cheaper to bring me on as editor and pay me a flat rate <laughs> and so um, I started being the editor and uh, you know doing that for a while eventually 8-bit decided to to move along and they offered it to me and we worked out a deal and uh, the rest is is uh, kind of history, um, but I can tell you without a doubt that Church Mag wouldn't be where it is today without guys like Phil and Jeremy and Chris and Rachel. Who uh, Rachel's at a soccer game. She's another Church Mag staff writer. Um, we were hoping to have her on today. And then there's the guys that have written, you know, off and on for many years, like James Cooper, uh, who's who's been writing on and off. Um, for for many many years uh not to mention all the people that leave comments and you know you see their avatar and and you get to know everybody and church mag is is a big family and there's so many people that that follow and read that may never leave a comment that i know they're part of the family too even though we don't necessarily see them a lot so um 15,000 blog posts it's a lot and it's uh it, it feels really cool and really awesome and i'm really excited for the um uh, for for next year, we have we have some things cooking, don't we, guys? Uh, for this upcoming year, spoilers, yes, spoilers. yes, yes. <laughs> I've got three pots of stove simmering right now. Yes, yes, and we are cooking up new things, and uh, yeah, 
it's going to be fun. So for those that listen to this podcast, should they expect, be expecting anything different on Church Mag for a couple of days because of this celebration? Oh, yes. I forgot. Yes. Um, we See have been there. Yeah, I'm glad you did that because I forgot. And this has been a this is we're recording this before the actual fifteenth thousandth blog post. Um, and so while things may change slightly, I can guarantee you there will be giveaways, lots of giveaways. Uh, the fifteen thousandth blog post should be updated with links to all the giveaways. But there will be a full roundup post Saturday morning that includes all the giveaway links. If you want to go check that out, winners will be announced. Tuesday. That's this Tuesday. So if you're listening to this Friday, uh, when we release this, if you're a subscriber, it's going to be this next Tuesday. And if you're listening to this podcast on Sunday or even Monday morning, because we do the blog post on Sunday morning, um, be sure to jump on there on that Saturday post and, and look and all. Uh, you'll find all the links there so that you can enter. So get your entries in there fast. Lots of giveaways. That's a lot of stuff. So, Eric, since you've been here for the most time, how have you seen Church Mag progress or devolve or however <laughs> that looks like? What have you seen with Church Mag? Definitely say it's been an evolve. Um, you know, Church Mag, when it was the 8-Bit Network, was born during the blogging boom when when having you know putting out lots of content every day was a really good idea and so you had uh, i think five or six different properties um in the, within the network and each one put out between four and six posts a day and so collectively that's a lot of posts that's about 20 posts a day and um at one time uh, there were some days I would I would write all that content. So I was churning out a lot every day, and that's really when I got broken in. I mean, I don't blog nearly as much as I used to. Um, I used to put together a lot of posts, and, and it, it, that, that's where, you know, getting guest writers, and we're, we're always looking for guest writers. Having guest writers, and this past year having staff writers has just been absolutely amazing as um, it's become you know, less about one, one person. It's, and it's about a group of people, which is so much stronger. I digress. Anyway. Um, so over the years, then when it became all one property, it became church mag and all those multiple blogs came into one, we were still doing six, seven and eight blog posts a day. And that worked then, but then there's something that happened in the internet world where there was just so much content and so much noise that it needed to be pulled back. So I remember when we pulled it back to like five posts a day, and then four, and I was just, it was kind of nerve-wracking because, I mean, from your core audience, you are losing page views, but you can lose core audience because you're overwhelming them with just stuff. And then there was a fine line between creating good content that was worth reading and just, like, throwing out junk for the for the uh, for the purpose of just having hitting that number every day. And as things evolved, uh, you know, as most people know, we do about two a day. We do a lighter post and a deeper post or then or two kind of mid level posts <laughs> in my mind um, as I as each week is is kind of crafted so that that's our rhythm now we're doing a lot less content every day um, than we used to um, but I think it's been really good and really healthy uh, for the blog and, and in a world that has more and more and more noise I think having creating less noise and it being cleaner and more pure um, has definitely been a win do you think uh, the demise of Google Reader had an impact on that like was there a distinct change after that or something? Because I think I stopped following a lot of uh, blogs which were putting out loads of content every day after Google Reader went away. 
and only stuck around with uh, like following uh, a few blogs using email or whatever uh, after that. Well, while Google Reader, I think you know a lot of people used it. Um, I don't think that's where they want to happen because a lot of people were able to move to Feedly and those kind of things. I think the general death of RSS, um, and when I say death, I say that loosely because I feel like RSS is very helpful and very useful, but I think just kind of the internet as a whole um, became overwhelmed. And while people had huge RSS followers, they weren't getting regular readers because a lot of people had abandoned their um, their Google readers, right? Because they just had so much content coming in all the time. Um, so I don't know is that it had much to do with Google Reader as much as it had to do with the, the amount of content being produced on the web in general being pushed to RSS, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And I know that if you look at our search analytics, we get a ton from Google. Was that always the case that ChurchMag was just kind of pulling in and raking in so much as far as search engine in general? Or is that something that's been kind of a new progress that you've experienced at least? Um as far as as far as Google search traffic and stuff, that is from um, the grandfathers of Church Mag, which would be mm-hmm. the eight bit guys, um, most formerly John Saddington's work. Um, he he's always done really well with Google and SEO and and those kind of things. And as we know from Google and or not just Google but SEO in general, you know the amount of time content has been on the web is very important as well. And so Church Mag has been around. Uh, for a long time in in web years. I mean, th- so many blogs and, and stuff on the web come and go. Uh, but Church Mag, while it has changed the name, it was the 8-Bit Network before. Before that was Church Crunch. And even before that, I think John started it. He may have even started it originally when he was doing his personal site, Human Error, and then moved it over. I'm not real sure on that uh, history that long ago. Um, but I think a lot of the foundational work from those guys, um, as well as when it was producing so much content, it really made a big footprint fast early on. And uh, a lot of the, you know, we're reaping a lot of the, the rewards from that, um, I think. And then um, one thing Church Mag has always done is we've always thought about the reader and I think that that's really important and we know that our readers like fun geeky cool stuff and we're not afraid to also post about cool geeky stuff and you know what that gets googled and so um, some of our more fun you know more of our fun goofy geeky stuff gets regular good SEO search traffic because it's fun and people are looking for it and they find us and um, and uh, so I think that that plays into it as well. Okay, I have just logged in to the back chan- the back end of Church Mac, and I am I've pulled up the first um, post. Anybody want to guess the date? Is it 2010? Mm. See, I should know this, but I don't. No, it's not. It also be no. It should also be noted before we follow through with this. This is the most research we've done for this podcast as of this point. <laughs> yep. Right. Yep. And it was done after we started recording it. I'm going 2008. <laughs> 2008. Oy. Okay, do I go for a month? July. March. This guy lame, sorry. September 24th, 2008. Oh. Or I'm sorry, Chris. 20, 20, 24 September, 2008. Thank you. I can now understand what you said. Before that, I was just completely confused as to what day it was. <laughs> so that was a hello hello world post. It, it, actually, it was not. Well, it kind of was. It was modified. It, he, he didn't put the hello world uh, title. But it was an, an introducing uh, Church Crunch, which was the first of the 8-bit properties, I believe. Ironically enough, it was called Church Crunch. And then 
uh, Church Crunch, Church Mag, the property as a whole would then um, kind of kind of goad a little bit internet startups that would mimic um, secular. So like the Christian version of Twitter, the Christian version of MySpace, et cetera, it would kind of kind of poke at those. Facebook. But ironically enough, it was called Church Crunch because of Tech Crunch. So I always find that a little humorous. But So I know you like to be all humble and stuff, but let me give it a minute. How do you feel like Church Mag has changed the church technology platform? Because it's been around. It is one of the most visited websites for any Christian platform and it's brought all of us on board. I know that you were the one that inspired me to first blog period, let alone jump on church Mac. So what impact do you know of that's been, been percolating, been actually revolutionizing the industry? I, I think what it has done a really good job of is making church tech people, us feel less alone. Um, I haven't got a lot of personal emails, but the few that I have gotten have been have been very personal. And I, you know, and if you think about comic book geeks, Star Wars geeks, the guys behind the sound booth, a lot of times, you know, they're flying solo. And I think that it, it it's given us all a, a place to gather around, right, and to be cool with our geekiness and and um and understanding and realizing that God created us this way, and He did it because. It was cool, and it's cool for us to be this way, and we can we can use our giftings to build the kingdom and to serve the church to the best of our ability and not have to be a certain way or to change, and I think it's really helped lots of people, myself included, feel, feel a lot less alone. And the Lord looked down, and he said, and I shall create them, and they shall be called nerds, and they shall live in groups of one or less. <laughs> except, on the, except on the internet and it was not good <laughs> <laughs> then reddit existed <laughs> and and lo reddit was born and they were hurtled toward disaster see I think reddit should be like a fallen something that or youtube comments <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you don't, don't read the youtube comments no, did I convince you of original sin and the depravity of man? I know, right? Hey, did they end up unhooking the Google Plus comments from that? Did they end up changing how they did that? No, they're still there. Like I, I commented on one of Jeremy's videos and then found it was just on my wall somewhere for some reason. So yeah, they're still like that. You can unconnect them, but they are default still connected. Oh, that's so confusing. Mostly because it changes all the time. Yep. So, guys, um, so let I let's just wrap up with this, and that is thank you, thank you for everyone that reads, thank you to everyone that listens, thank you for everyone that has written, thank you, you guys personally, um, who make Church Mag what it is. That is it for this Church Mag podcast. If you have something to say, be sure to use the hashtag CMagCast. Tell us why you love Church Mag, and we'll be sure to share it on an upcoming episode of the podcast. You can also submit any comment, question, or podcast idea by visiting churchmag forward slash riddle me this. Until next week. Thank you, Eric. Woo, Eric, 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 Eric. <laughs> Just me. <laughs> Hey, that's what we do on this podcast. We just let people kind of go for it, and then we silently shame them. That's <laughs> kind of our thing. Or make a comment shaming them. That's that's also the thing, yeah? Yes. Right. 
And there's also always the blooper reel. The Church Mag Podcast is proudly hosted on buzzsprout.com. Oh, and Jeremy, happy birthday. Thanks. Happy birthday, Jeremy. This is your birthday. Happy birthday. It is. My son's been saying can't bring this whole podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome.